for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Thursday, February 2nd, 2012, episode 20 of Attack of the Androids, brought to you by GroovyPost.com. We got reviews up there. We got news up there. We got Facebook's IPO information up there. Uh, mm, eh, mm. Uh, that's a sensitive subject. Uh, joining us tonight, we got a great cast. The, the, the boys are back, everybody, under one virtual roof. Jeremy, how's it going, man? Holding it down, Matt. Holding it down. Joey, what's up? Holding it up, man. All right, Seth, <laughs> what's up? Um, sideways? Holding I don't know what <laughs> Seth, holding his hair sideways. And Eric, what's up, bud? I'm not even holding it. Nice. <laughs> I'm just letting it flow in the breeze. Fantastic. Attackoftheandroids.com. That's our site. Check it out. Uh, show is usually published every Friday. We record on Thursdays. Uh, you can email show at attackoftheandroids.com and leave us a message if you want, I guess, 406-204-4687. We can actually play those uh, if you do that. So feel free to leave comments, questions, concerns, and make sure you're subscribed to the feed and write us a review. We appreciate that. Uh, who's got some uh, some new posts up on Groovy that they want to mention? I got a Transformer Prime review up there. Uh, Eric, you got something up there? Yeah, I have a, a couple of things, actually. Um, I did a walkthrough on how to put ice cream sandwich on your HP touchpad. Very cool. Um, because that's pretty much been the only thing keeping me sane the past few weeks while I wait <laughs> for my Prime. Nice. Hey, hey Eric, and, I have a question. Did you yeah. – I just saw they released a new – I was thinking of putting it on my – I'm actually going to in the next couple of days here. So I'm, this is going to be very helpful to me. Have you tried the newest – like a patch just came out like – Two or three days ago, have you tried that one or not? The the one that I that I walk folks through is for it's like alpha point five. Oh so yeah, right. It there's started out six. alpha zero. Yeah, there's a point. Oh, they I have point six. It just dropped, but it didn't look like a big deal. But how's it working for yeah, you? Yeah, it it it's great actually. Um, there's some weird bugs when it comes to like wireless. Like sometimes it won't reconnect; it'll randomly disconnect. Um, but it's actually pretty stable. Um, I have not, I have not booted into WebOS once uh, since I uh, since I did this about a week ago. Can you like so, play um, stuff on it decently well? And what was that? Have you tried to play any games on it or anything like that? <laughs> no, I haven't, because that's one of the things that um, I believe is a, a bug. Unless they fixed it, is that two D acceleration is not uh, is not done mm-hmm. right now. Um, but can like, you, you know, surfing, can you, all that stuff works. Can you force it in the developer options? Will that fix it, or does it crash even more? Uh, I haven't tried that. Um, I think that it's, you know, it, it, I don't think necessarily that it's an option per se. It's that they haven't gotten the, they haven't tweaked the ROM to, uh, there's to actually no... handle 2D acceleration natively, oh, is I think no... the reason why. Right, there's no support then. Because yeah. I know on Speaking the... of uh, touchpads, I don't know if anybody else saw it on Woot. 
uh, W-O-O-T, but they actually were featuring the 16-gig uh, touchpads on Woot here. I think it was – oh, was it last Friday or was it over the weekend sometime? Anyway, but they were $169.99 for the 16-gig, which, I mean, if you're looking for a 10-inch tablet and you don't care what operating system it is or you're willing to deal with an alpha ice cream sandwich, that's a heck of a deal. Um, unless, of course, you got the $99 one, but it was interesting to me. And the, what's more interesting is that at $169.99, I had no desire to buy one at all. <laughs> and they were refurbished, too. Yeah, they were. Well, you know what's great is that um, – so they uh, – if you guys remember back to the pre, um, they had the uh, inductive charging uh, station, right? So with the touchpad, they have – it looks like a little book stand. But yeah, it's it's an inductive mm-hmm. charging unit. Yeah, I I love it. The touchstone. So you can just set your touchpad. The, yeah, it's the touchstone for the touchpad. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. <laughs> is that a trademark? So are, is is that trademark infringing on anybody? Touchstone pictures, maybe. Oh, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, know. it's great. Maybe you should write. I, a I like it too. We're gonna get soaped. Oh no! Soaped yep. is that is that like <laughs> being Rick rolled? No, no, it's a lot worse. So good. Also, <laughs> oh man. Huh. So, um, what else did you write, Eric? Yeah, and then for uh, for a new domain, um, we uh, we wrote a story um, about uh, there was some what I will I will call malware. Others may disagree uh, on the Android market that um, you know basically even after Symantec came out and said, "Hey, this crap is out there." Uh, Google still didn't uh, take it down. You know, I, I read. Don't think it's been taken down since. I heard about that, and I heard it wasn't actually malware, though. It was just like some sort of ad network. Is that not the case? It changes well, the home page and cha- and adds additional shortcuts to the home screen of the device. So mm-hmm. it's right on the border of being malware or annoying. Well, is that the user not requesting that it do that? Like it just all of a sudden does that? Or are you assuming Correct. It that- overrides user preferences. Oh, okay. So you're not expecting it. And then all of a sudden, pow. That's my And I mean, let's remember, too, it's it's based on... Uh, like the the package that it's using to do a lot of this stuff was a Trojan, so it's it's a modified version of a Trojan used for a quote ad network. Um, if this behavior were happening on your computer, uh, you would you would run a virus scanner and try to get rid of it, it's or you the, would take it to like Joey. It's the <laughs> Android. It. It's the Android equivalent of the purple monkey. Do you remember that? Bonsai no, Bonsai I Buddy? Bonsai buddy. Is this Bonsai Buddy <laughs> on Android? Oh, yeah, oh that was the that was so much fun. Oh Lord, oh. Bonsai Buddy. Talk I about a college that. drinking game. Jesus. That put me off monkeys for the rest of my life. Well, <laughs> better than it putting you on mon- anyway. Um Google's just unveiled a new security system for Android market. Did you guys hear about this? Did you hear about this? Uh, codenamed Bouncer, the system automatically scans apps in the market for potentially malicious software. It digs into each app's code to look for known malware and analyzes the app's actions to identify unusual behaviors and compares the app to previously analyzed programs to detect any known threats. So it basically sounds like the equivalent of heuristics and um, what's it called when they use the definitions um i mean i don't quite understand i know that they just posted this on their blog 
But I understand first how this wasn't just like something they've been doing automatically since the beginning. I mean, this seems like something that's pretty obvious that they, well, maybe we should have, if we're not going to do like personal reviews curation, you know what I mean, like Apple does, Well, I think maybe it's... we should have some sort of code that looks for it. And it sounds like they have been doing it since, you know, they don't really say when they started, but they've definitely said they've been doing it previously to today. So, um, it sounds like they have been, but they just added like more or better features to it. Cause it says bouncer does more than just an under the hood analysis. Uh, the system goes as far as to run every app submitted to the market on a cloud-based device simulator in order to see how it performs and root out <laughs> any hidden agendas. Hmm? Well, that seems like a very Google solution, right? Apple, the sort of solution is they like personally look at everything. <laughs> Engineer and, it. And curate. And Google's like, no, 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 we can write code. They'll look at its code and figure out what's you know what's malware and what's not. So well, I mean, yes, this to... is good. Google needed to do this. I'm surprised I haven't that this hasn't just been like automatically been done. It seems like this is and maybe writing that code is really hard. I don't know. I'm not a coder, but I'm glad it's being done and hopefully it cuts down more malware. It just I mean, seems I don't know. like though that that can be easily written around you know or why don't you just write something that takes its code when it looks at your code and and spoofs it so that it thinks it's itself and i mean like there seems like there's so many ways to get around this you almost need eyeballs on the market with real devices or sdks i guess and you know actually running these apps i mean it helps to have automation to it and Maybe can't they write something that taps into the comment system? Because that's where you're first going to find out, right? Unless you're actually looking at code itself, is the comments. People are going to be like, yo, this did something weird. And if you can generate enough of those, you think an algorithm could, you know, based on the kind of comments you're getting, at least send out an alert that's like, hey, can a human look at this, you know? But then, but then people start gaming the system. You know, you get well. People are always that doesn't getting... that they're competing in the market, and they leave a shady comment on their competitor's right, right. app. And but people do know. that all the time, and that's where you crowdsource comment moderation. I do it all the time when I'm in the market. If I see a bum comment, you know, I'll flag it. It's real easy to do. You so know, I think that helps, but it'll never eliminate. And both both the Amazon. I mean, the comment. I mean, this is a, this is a little tangent. But I'm just gonna go off on it for a second. Oh, we'll let's back go. Let's go. But but it's like the the comments on both the Android market and like the Amazon market are almost to me useless these days because really? so many of them are like this doesn't work on my G1 or you know what I mean. This doesn't work <laughs> on my original Droid or this doesn't is work on my. Is that the problem of fragmentation? Yeah, is it's that like, it's like one comment. I mean, it's like one star. So there's like 31 star reviews because it doesn't happen to work. On their particular device that was rooted or not rooted or that was from, you know, 2008 or from, you know, or doesn't work with Ice Cream Sandwich. So, hold on. With, blah, 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 Seth, blah. They, whose yeah. fault is that? Is that Android? Is that Google's? Or is that the developer for not supporting, for not writing code that's as cross-platform as possible? Or should they not have to? Is that, what do you think? Then, then Google needs to maybe make two boxes that says is this a fun app is this worthwhile is it a you know and then two does it work on my device <laughs> you know what i mean and anyways google's already tried to fix that in some ways by when you can't download the apps that aren't supposed to work on your device i mean i don't know yeah i've I run into that that makes problems but i just hate like to me it, it basically ruins the system because i can no longer tell if an app is good or not um i can only tell if 
there's some sort of mix between working on my phone and goodness and people are happy been, with certain things about it. Have Have you ever been bit before? Since you've your life on Android, have you ever gotten it? I don't know. Tell me what you mean by bit. Have you ever been infected? Oh, with a virus? With no, with happiness and love. Yeah, with a virus, dude. Come on. <laughs> no, I don't have. I've never had a virus on my phone. I'm sorry. I, that I, that was mean. Um, <laughs> so, how do you just be extra cautious about what you download, or how do you avoid that? Because I've never been bit either, and all I do is just read the comments. Um, and you know, people, if people are commenting about viruses and things, that's great. And those are the sort of comments I want. I just don't want people to comment anymore about this doesn't work on my G1 or this doesn't work on my. Well, you if know, you had that a G1, bothers me. But if you had a G1, wouldn't you find that helpful? If you knew it didn't work on your device beforehand? No, because hopefully Google is blocking the device it doesn't work. And second, I can try it. And I mean, I don't know. Okay. Anybody- so you any- know what's interesting is about so these these apps that were. Um, Tell Maybe us, he'll come back. Tell us what's interesting. Um, he, he said in chat, his internet's yeah. lagging. Okay. Um, Jeremy. Any, anything that we, we do in an effort to try and mm, democratize or whatever else you want to call it. Sure. The, the App Store is a very, very short hop and, I'm sorry, an inevitable slippery slope to what Apple does. Eventually. I, I, don't, think it, I don't think anything in the middle works. You know, think of think of whatever method you would want to use to automate this. What's what causing... leads to what causes the Google breakdown? Google does in house to moderate what even goes up in the first place. It can't just be one or the other. It's got to be a collection of both, both algorithmic and human interaction with it. I think. But if you're going to have the human interaction, there's no point in having the algorithm. But there is to help it, to help to to build on top of. You know, it, what, you... what I what I'm saying is is that it it's going to require an approval process. That's where we end up if that's what we're doing. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. You know, that just is I there don't a think way anything to... in the middle? I think it ends up being a lose lose rather than beneficial. We can't incorporate that without without having the downsides of it we can't there has i don't to. think so yeah I, I think you know th- there are two what if eventually this will give rise to a better system right i mean there's a problem so we'll have to create a solution well who who says that it, it's really a problem let's let's well here there's there's how many of us in the chat right now four of us five of us how many of us have ever been bit one maybe joey on his nook <laughs> nope, never been bit by uh, on the nook. And I um, mean, we're not the normal use case, obviously. We're the nerd, you, you know, we're borderline. So uh, that, that's, but I don't know. Out of all the people I know, like the normal people, not very many of them. I see more Facebook incidents, you know, like on, on the wall, click this, that kind of thing, than I hear about my friends with their Androids. I, I had one post on Facebook the other day that his... His phone, I forget what he had, you know, just he downloaded something and within a couple hours he had to wipe. Damn. Um, you know, and that's the first case I've really seen of it. But, you know, it's like anything with technology, there's always going to be outlying risk cases. Always, always. You know, think back to the, the, the mid-90s when everyone who had Internet access, their life was, what shareware program can I download today? 
on my dial-up connection. It was and all about while, it, it was all about doing that once once people figured out that they could. There was real no intrinsic need for that stuff. It was just they weren't you know they weren't using their computer anymore because they were at that point where there was nothing new about it you know the normal people and so a new program comes out and then the more of these that come out they feel they have to install all of them my parents or my dad's side they kind of did that whole thing right weird. and then i think there's some really strong parallels yeah. i mean most people had antivirus a good portion of them had you know some expired mcafee or norton trial and some people got bit but, you know, it wasn't the end of the world, and it doesn't didn't mean that we only went through CNET to download our stuff. It just, you know, we got – it's something that we got used to. And do you and think, too, though, that, that because this was back in the day, we didn't have as much – like, we have way more sensitive information on our mobile devices than we had on our desktop machines back then. So it, it's kind of a – a transit that yeah but I, I think it's just i think the lessons that we learned on the computer we are going to relearn but faster right. on mobile right you've got to run some type of antivirus protection you've got to be smart about and what you I, download i think a lot you know? a lot too is the mobile platforms were were born in an age of connectivity unlike the earlier desktop platforms where there was no such thing when they were created. So we have that security uh, built into it from the ground up, which, which I think is a, a huge step in the. Well, right. the, the whole architecture is built around the idea of you don't have root access to your phone. And frankly, if you don't have root access to a device, it's, Maybe inconvenient. Maybe you're able to steal some information, but you're not going to brick the thing like you can when you have like Windows XP and an administrator account. True. There's a higher uh, level to entry to. Uh, yeah, it's more a can't just to a get... Unix system where you have a, a root user and you have uh, users that have. Um, that don't have root access, and the root access is only held by those that are using administrative functions and they have to and it has to be that way otherwise the system's security collapses right um i want to mention uh i i've been using this app and i kind of wrote about it on on the boss site a while ago called ways it's social driving um there was a a good update that brought it up to to nice ics kind of standards but if you have a galaxy nexus uh, the update completely wrecked your map rendering. So basically all it shows is a car and nothing else. Um, the fix to that, of course, if you didn't know, if you're, I, I, I was like, what the heck? Um, if you uninstall the app and then reinstall the app, uh, that fixes it. So uh, Waze, new version, pretty, very pretty uh, on the Galaxy Nexus. Just do that. So uh, on Groovy Post, uh, Eric had some good stuff. We mentioned that I got a Transformer Prime review, and a lot of it I want to talk about real quick is focused on this ongoing. I've been watching this like I I was glued to my screen uh, during the Oakland Occupy, the the recent uh, happenings where where they were all all up on the city hall and and whatnot. Wow. But I, I can't stop watching this forum thread. It, it's on XDA. It's the official ASUS thread for a random lockups after the ICS update. And it is so 
crazy the amount of variation in the problems people are having with these. And I, I'm I'm kinda lucky. Like towards if you go to groovypost.com and check out the uh the Transformer Prime review, towards towards the end, I started getting really good uptime. I was at like sixty hours. I think it ended up going to like almost hundred and fifty hours without a lockup. So things are generally getting better. But for some people, things are getting a lot worse. So I'm kind of in the middle of my prime works perfectly on high high speed mode. To you know, my prime doesn't run at all. So and, and I, I gave people some tips on if they're having these problems, how to get their prime to run as stable as possible. A lot of it is keeping it in balance mode. Don't use high performance because that'll drop down how many cores it's using, and it for some reason that makes it stable. On top of disabling all of the Asus uh, extras, except the one I am using is that live wallpaper that's day and it, like it, it's the tree with the sunset. I don't know. It's cool. It like it it's light depending on what time it is. It's pretty pretty neat, but. Have you guys been uh, watching any of this or, or keeping up on any of this at all, Eric or Jeremy? I think Eric's is Eric gone trying still? to get back okay. in. Yeah, no um, I Jeremy, have not. Seth? I do not have one, sadly. Seth, any, anybody? No, there? I haven't been paying attention either. I know. Oh. I just know that it's sort of known in the tech community that there's been some problems with that, and well, I think I know that, oh. that update is both good and bad. What? Do you think it's an early adopter issue, Matt? I I Overall, don't know. It's the it's, ice cream sandwich update. I know. think the very the people that pre-ordered is because they got primes that didn't have serial numbers. There was like this weird unknown serial number glitch. I got the second gen one, and that seems to be the one that's all over the board. Some people are having good luck with it. Some people are having no luck, and then people like me that kind of tweak things here and there and got it to where it's you know usable at least. Um. And, and the people that got the newer ones all seem to be okay. But what I find really interesting about this is that Asus actually has a gentleman, and I, I wrote about this on my review a little bit, named Gary Key. Um, he, what's his title? He is Asus Technical Marketing Manager. And he's actually, he's the one that started this thread. And this is, I don't know, to me it seemed it seemed kind of weird i've never seen a a a manufacturer respond to people having problems in this manner like they actually went to a developer forum like they didn't even go to their own forum you know it was it was really neat and i think a lot of that has to do with if you're trying to test something to get it fixed like this is the best group of beta testers you could find probably on the internet you know you're like these are the guys that are doing it so I think that's interesting. He's been updating uh, every few days or so. Um, the latest update as of yesterday he says, We've received new code from NVIDIA today and are in the process of testing it. If this code is acceptable and provides a solution to the lock slash reboot problem after the ICS update, we will release it in beta form for additional testing with users suffering from this problem before implementing it in the next OTA update over the air. Uh, I should have an answer in two days if we can release the current patch code. Uh, So this has kind of been going back and forth. He started updating on January 18th. 
Uh, they got a couple patches. They went to have to test through NVIDIA, make sure everything works right with the cores and, uh, and all that. Um, everybody kind of just said, hey, these, this worked fine on Honeycomb. So just drop us back to Honeycomb, get this working. Because a lot of people can't use their primes at all. So And that's it's an expensive device to not be able. And this was like a lot of people's Christmas presents, you know, and I don't know. I saw somebody post in there that, you know, it's odd that nobody's covering this. There's, there's a small pocket of a few hundred to a couple thousand people that are just having the, the worst time of their life on what was supposed to be Android's best tablet yet. So, that's that's kind of where we're at with that. Um, if you guys have any questions, I don't know how much help will be uh, on top of what you'll find there, but I'll definitely put a link to the notes uh, to the to that actual thread uh, in the the show notes here on attacktheandroids.com, and you'll see me in there uh, on the thread posting. You know, I've been kind of testing and seeing seeing what's what, but so far, uh, yeah, we're waiting on another OTA, but you know. That that's how it goes. First quad core tablet. You know what do you? I guess should we expect that? Should we demand better? I don't know. Well, you know it'll be well, interesting. You know, oh, sorry. Seth's hair, please. I was going to change topics. So Eric, you, I was going to talk about more the tablets at Mobile World Congress. But Eric, you talk. We should let Eric. No, all I was he... going to say is that um, you know it it it's sort of depressing for me because I did yeah. give up. You know my original Prime. Or my original transformer to go to the prime. Should've so held on. I'm to really it. hoping I'm not disappointed. <laughs> it depends. What did you get it yet? Do you have it or? It's it's in the mail. Maybe this weekend it'll show up. Cool. When so. you get it, we'll have to do dueling primes again and see uh, see what's what. And also, <laughs> I have to challenge you to a current slash my sixth sense showdown. Oh, absolutely. And I'll tell you what. A little sneak peek. I actually uninstalled Currents because it's such a resource hog. It kept setting off my watchdog. So, just saying. Yeah, so if that tells anybody anything, that Matt still uses watchdog. Whoa! Uh, <laughs> you got beef? My whole crew got beef. What's up? You're on a quad-core processor. And I'm I like to know when piece of you know what apps like currents are lagging up everything with their 70 not lagging up hey everything. currents Unin- what do you what do you install all that chinese crap that you install from the market hey and, are you getting that little search bar when you when you turn your your tablet on <laughs> my tablet's just fine <laughs> don't even worry about it but i don't appreciate what what are you doing currents with 70 percent of my quad core tegra like what are you possibly doing with all those resources. It's informing you, Matt. I know. It is using all that power to inform hey, you. Hey, Inform- Current works fine on my nook. I, 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 wonder, I wonder if the issue is with... Uh, it could you know, be it, the... It sounds like there's a there's a kernel issue. It could be the prime... The sandwich, and I wonder if the, whatever... We'll check this out. The currents is related. It did that on my Galaxy Nexus also, which is ice cream sandwich. The Nexus is 4.02. The The Prime is 4.03. So you might be right. Uh, Jeremy, did you just say it might be a kernel problem? Yeah. Okay. Well, what does fried chicken have to do with this? Anyway, now we have to move on. Well, here, what... man, let me, let me say one thing about the, about the tablet situation real fast. Pilot this ship. Um, I just... Asus has to start... I mean, if this... If this is a problem that doesn't get better soon, 
um, they're going to you know lose the market because right now they're sort of the tablet to own, right? I mean, oh, that, this, that, that, when this works, it's an amazing experience. And I want to say, I did. I put this in the the Prime review. I found a petition online that says we want Asus to give all of us unhappy Prime users that new version when it comes out because they basically they basically <laughs> fixed everything that's wrong with the Prime. And announced it a week after this came out. Like, are you serious? That's well, that's kind of yeah. shady. That in and of itself. Yeah, I mean that's not going to happen. But you never know. There's a lot of people on that petition, man. Check it yeah, out, groovypost.com. Look at the. I mean, I, I would be really surprised. But what I think another thing interesting thing is that with Mobile World Congress coming up, you know, Samsung is, you know, I don't know if they've released it, but I mean, said for sure, but they're thought to be releasing. You know, a couple new tablets, maybe another 10.1, because the 10.1 is now getting what, almost a full year old. I think maybe there's some rumors about there being like a 12 inch or something like that, 11 inch. You know, Samsung is just, they're doing all the different sizes, right? Like from like a year old, three, get rid of that crap. Three inches of 12 inches. Well, but I mean, like they'll come out with maybe a, <laughs> like a quad core or something like that, you know, in their slim form factor. And because like, a Galaxy Tab 10.1 is a pretty sweet. You know, last I guess last generation since the Prime came out. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if the Prime is still competitive when these new Samsung tablets are released, either in price or in like form factor or in any of that stuff. Let's hope so. Hey, uh, who's got an Android beanie? I Me. do. Eric, you are so awesome. You went to Etsy.com and searched Handmade Awesome and Julie's shop. I get nothing but looks and compliments, and I've gotten more phone numbers in the last three days with this Android beanie than I have my entire life. I just want for to real? say, for reals. Like Unfortunately, causing... they're all from Shrek fans and 14-year-old boys. <laughs> Hopefully that'll change. I got a blue one and a pink one. Never mind, thirteen-year-old girdles. Well, the pink one. Girdles. The pink one was for my girlfriend, so who knows? Uh, and the blue one is for me. I have a green one. It's pretty sweet. They are. Are. Julie did an amazing not. job, and if you guys she want did. one, you should go find Handmade of Awesome on Etsy. E T S Y dot com. Her name's Julie. She is a fantastic lady, and uh, if you listen to what was it last episode, Ep nineteen. Uh, you yes. can you can hear her, so. And we even named the show after her. Handmade of Awesome is the episode title. I did, I did. All right. Well, what do you guys want to talk about next? You guys, uh, you pilot this thing tonight. I feel like it's always about me, and I'm. It's time for. I I want to talk about the Android versus iPhone. Who has sex on the first date st- study? <laughs> well, too bad. We're going to talk what? about huh? Republic Wireless. Yay. No, just kidding. Obviously, us Android people who smoke cigarettes and we're grungy, we have way more sex. I mean, come on. I don't want to talk about the result of the survey. I want to talk about why there was one. Oh, my bad. Because (laughs) I... Question the need... I question the spent time, time that they will not get back in their life. The relevance to ask this question and compile it. Is it relevant? No, it's not relevant at all. It doesn't matter. This helps. You know, they've done. They have done these other studies 
which I think is sort of, I mean, uh, talks to the same issue where they say, you know, like Apple iPhone users are higher IQ, have higher income, have, you know, et cetera, et cetera. That's and because I, I mean, I'm wondering your if these device... aren't sort of like in a sideways sort of marketing. I mean, I know maybe they're probably not, but trying to like pigeonhole um, certain phone owners into certain types of social well check this out if you sell a big bright shiny device and make it super expensive duh the only people that can afford it are rich people ergo your demographic has just become rich yuppies well they're comparing it to to the iphone and what's funny is i think it was like a year ago there was an identical study that said iphone users have more sex and you know it just it's 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 link bait and it just drives me insane. That I fully agree with. Can we get rid of the link bait on the internet? Yeah. Yeah, it's gone. I declare link bait gone. Done. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you. You're welcome. I do what I can. Very helpful. I call BS on this anyway, because I don't think hipsters uh, breed the same way we all do. <laughs> <laughs> they split themselves in half. <laughs> I bet hipsters use Republic Wireless. They probably use Carrier IQ. And they I was going to say they install Carrier IQ by choice. All right. So what's the uh, what's the new hot phone coming out? We got the Droid Max, the Droid Razor Max. I read something uh about this that they got around what? 15 or 19 hours of playback on one battery. I saw 19 19 HD. Can I ask why you've been screwing us with low-voltage batteries this whole time when you could have been putting 3,300 milliamp batteries in our devices? Like, why do you do that to us? We're yeah. your consumers. Why do you do that to us? I, you know, I, think, I think you make a good point is that no matter whether you like the Max or not, right, which is probably, in my opinion, overall, it's not that great of a phone. The battery is, you know, great, but the, together the package isn't. I would like impressive. a thirty-three hundred milliwatt or uh, milliamp well, battery. What I'm saying for is my that prime. Motorola has sort of thrown down the gauntlet, right? And and now well, they had Android to. users can sort of point to that and to you know the Samsung and be like, Samsung, we want that. But they you know had I mean? like, to because the battery is non-removable. So who cared? Yeah, but that's really at that point you don't you need get, it to. If be. you get a if you get a 21 hour or 19 hour playback on your HD, like you don't need a remove. Although if the phone gets old, the battery, you know, the capacity goes down. It is nice to get a new one. But the only issue in general, I, you don't need a replaceable battery if you can get that sort of power out of it. The only issue I can see with it is people that drop their phones in toilets because most Android people use their phones while in the toilet. <laughs> and in that case, you'd have to get a whole new device, right? You couldn't just replace your battery. It would be right. a shocking experience. Derp, 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 derp. Well, anyways, I'm happy Motorola did this. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not really happy Motorola, like I said, released another phone. And like Eric points out, you know, they develop. They're just releasing a developer edition too. Yeah. So it's do like you... how many how many editions do we need Motorola? But the battery technology, good work. Keep it up and keep pressing other you know companies to do the same thing. Other manufacturers. Did you see the piece that said there was a, a couple other companies that were gonna start holding back a little bit on the amount of phones they release because a lot of these companies have like 10 different like you can't even keep the names straight <laughs> yeah we talked about this last week a little bit but Did you're we? exactly right yeah they I, all have basically i'd like to see that happen i think no i think every single i think every company has now come out saying they realize they're releasing they're iterating too you know too often 
Well, duh, you can't iterate quicker than the contract. I mean, that just makes people angry. Well, I, I'm going to disagree with you there. I think I think a good a good iteration pace for a company to be six months, um, if because it'd be faster than Apple, right? So then that would allow them to catch to catch the contract the bar the downside. Is, you is mean Apple the, the bar? What's that? Is Apple the bar? I think it has to be in some sense, right? I mean, I think they have to. I think Android. Because Apple has such of the brand recognition and brand strength, you know what I mean, that Android has to play other strengths, right? And one of the strengths of Android is that they're always pushing the boundaries, pushing the limits, pushing the, you know, the sharp, the razor edge of technology. Ah. Where Apple's always, Apple always is like, you be like one step behind. Usually, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but they've always let the technology sort of like uh, solidify. Well, they've know, always let their software speak for their hardware in a sense. If that yeah, I know that. And that's a great way to think about it too, right? They're, they're not so focused on getting the, the most advanced hardware. It's their the hardware is always good, but it's not always the most advanced. So Android, in my opinion, has to play the, the most advanced card, right? So they can, and I think to do that, they almost need a six month. Each company needs like a six month iteration. Although Samsung is doing a one year and doing a pretty good job of it. Um, although the Nexus kind of ruins that. The Galaxy Nexus is not a one-year deal. but Well, they seem – there's something odd about that, man. I still to this day can't get a legit car dock for my CDMA version. And there's another thread I follow just as religiously uh, about getting a real one. They they were – if you guys listen to the show at all, you'll know that they'd we, – we did a review on the Nexus. And they – the car dock they came out with was a holder. There was no three-pin. There was no – base charging like it was simply a holder and there's a bunch again a whole bunch of nerds online that are pretty angry about it a bunch of delivery driver nerds like myself that that's i'm still to this day carrying around my droid x because that has a legit car dock for it and like it's why are these companies we're your consumers like that's stop it well and again like i think these companies you know, Android is still young, right? Sure. Oh, maybe two extremely, years, maybe. Extremely. I mean, people have actually been paying attention to it. Maybe, you know, not even that. Maybe, yeah, two years probably, a year and a half. They've actually been paying attention. But it's, uh, I mean, it's young, and, the, and these manufacturers, I think, are starting to realize some good things, right? Like, we want bigger batteries. Um, we need accessories. Iterate less. It's just annoying. We don't like keeping track of a thousand phones from the is same company. Is this stuff just common sense because of us? Like, is this really not? Uh, to me, this seems like such common sense. But is it because of where we are in this? Like, do do those companies not understand that? I don't know. The I guess not. Yeah. Although. Maybe maybe what appears common. I mean, think about this, right? Companies have to be thinking a year in advance. How long does it take to develop a phone? At least six months, probably a year to develop a phone, I would guess. So you know what what appears obvious to us now, maybe wasn't obvious six months to a year ago. Right when they started you know? the, the the flow of, of yeah, the, when they had yeah. to you know that put makes in sense. project managing stuff and the you know part requisitions and the you know. We I mean, also take have a while to remember. You also have to remember that they're constantly trying to grow. You know, uh, most companies are, are always trying to maintain a growth in the market. And the easiest way to grow in a market is to have more products to sell until you reach the point of saturation. And at this point, 
the only phone that I can go down the street and or the only two phones that I can go down the, uh, the, the, the street and ask people if they have are an iPhone and a droid. Is that, that crazy? They have no they have no knowledge. Oh, and going back to the beanies, the only people that once they say it's Shrek and I say no and I say it's Android, every single reply is, "Oh, like from the commercials." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, as yes. in droid. People and, and I get have their had in- people uh, uh, show me their phone and <laughs> it says HTC on the back of it and they're like it's a, and they'll say, "Oh yeah, it's a desire." Droid. Oh, yeah. Droid is, yeah. is it. Motorola did a thing. Oh, Joe, Joe, I agree with you 100%. I just think it's interesting that Samsung is now challenging that, right? They're trying to get the Galaxy line as recognizable as the Droid line. That is a right shiny now, the Galaxy line. Good luck. What's that? I don't, Joey. Said good luck. Yeah. He, well, I mean, but they're like, you know, they're they're doing all those like really sort of edgy Apple commercials, right? Where they're, you know, they're making fun of Apple. People stand in line and. They make it's fun always of that. gonna. It's always gonna be a droid because people like to abbreviate things. People like single syllable names. Galaxy. It's three, and and I know that probably sounds like a really stupid way to delineate, but droid is easy to say, and it was the first thing that entered the consciousness. No, I agree with you. I agree with you, but I'm no, just saying that dumb. Samsung is trying to push back and start identifying their brand as Samsung. You know what I mean? Like they, I think they're recognizing that this is a problem for them. And that, like, I think, you know, I've heard this conversation before where people are saying, you know, the strength of Apple is that their customers keep coming back, right? They don't have to worry about return customers as much as an Android manufacturer does. Because an Android manufacturer, you go into the store and look for the best Android phone, right? You don't really, I mean, me personally, I'm not really loyal to Samsung. If HTC comes out with a better phone, I'll buy the HTC phone. Yeah, that's phone true, right? We're, Android, we're loyal. Right? It's because the Android phone is a commodity. No, we're loyal to Android. Whatever runs it the best, that's where we'll go. I was with Motorola up until this point, right. and then I got this because it was the best, you know? And so, and and Apple that's doesn't have to weird. deal with that. You know what I mean? They, they just have to deal with... They don't have to deal with themselves. That's it. They just have to compete against Android. They don't have to compete with LG, Motorola... That's Samsung a good point. And HTC and that's a really so good point. I think I think that's I mean Samsung is realizing this and so if you look at all their commercials and they're going to have a Super Bowl commercial and you know they're saying oh it's a Samsung they're not saying it's an Android they're saying it's Samsung so they're really trying to brand themselves now as sort of the competitor to Apple that's not just a Droid it's like a Samsung and um, and you- I think that they're probably the only company that can do that right now. Like HTC is losing money left and right. Their phones aren't that great right now, and you know there's all this buzz going around the the Samsung Galaxy S3, which is pushed back, at, you know, a few months after past post mobile world congress. But um, it's just interesting to see how they're positioning themselves in the market right now, and they're they're a strong brand. Like they they have some recognition to do so. Do you have any uh, exciting? Uh... What can we expect to see out of Mobile World Congress that's, you know, just that we'd be interested in? Do you know? I don't think I don't think people know exactly yet, but I think I think HTC will have a phone or two that'll maybe be interesting. Is it I gonna think just Samsung be... will have maybe a middle range phone, but that no one's gonna care about. Is this just like CES then basically? Is it we're gonna yeah, s- a lot of yeah, same? Yeah, I mean you know, here's another thing we talk I mean, I think I think so there'll there'll be some really interesting Samsung tablets coming out there. It's sort of what we've heard, right? I think Samsung Makes great hardware, so I'm excited to see what those look like. And if it's a quad core, I mean, if it's a quad core Galaxy Tab, you know that'll be pretty sweet. 
Um, and with those, you know, the thin form factor they're known for, and the you know a great screen. Maybe maybe they'll get a 1080p screen out there. Who knows? Um, and so uh, I mean that'll be interesting. Although again, you know, these companies and Samsung in particular is following the Apple. I hate, I mean I hate to I hate to say Apple is always the one that's innovating and you know leading, but they are in some areas. Samsung has decided to do their own private press conference releasing the Galaxy S3 just like Apple does when they release their new iPhone, you know, and so well, do you they're have trying to, to create... get into this, the same once-a-year release um, with a private press conference, not at a show, not at a trade show. That's how you create the buzz around your... Right, and then they're also... Another thing they're learning is they're learning not to put such a gap between the announcement and the product release. Right? Well, so, yeah, that's common sense, right? I mean, we don't well, want to wait for... Well, but it hasn't been, right? Look at Nokia in the past has had giant... Well, did they Nokia, not learn from the Galaxy Nexus release? Right, exact, exactly. That's a even better example, or more relevant to the show. Um, yeah, the Galaxy Nexus was announced and then released, what, like two months later, three months later or something like that? Oh, hey, hold on. Hey, Eric. Eric. Yes? He's... Hey, before you go, give us your app. Yep. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, sorry. <laughs> so my app today is, uh, it's not an app for the, like, on the phone. Uh, it's an application you use with the phone. So on Windows, it's called RSD Lite, and uh, on Linux or Mac, it's called, um, uh, it's called SBF Flash. Uh, and basically, this is, folks, if you really screw your phone up when you're trying to put a custom ROM on there, it's what you're going to use to get it back to a working state. So um, that's my app because I've used it like three or four times this week uh, <laughs> just in screwing around with the multiple phones that I own. There's no such thing as a bricked phone when you're using RSD Lite. It will save your life. True story. Cool, man. Well, hey, thanks for joining us, Eric. We'll, uh, we'll catch you online. Nice articles on groovypost.com. Good talking to you, Eric. Yep, thanks guys. I'll see you next week. Later, dude. Okay, now um so yeah, th- I th- I think it'll I I don't know. They need to really start listening to the developer communities more, I think, because people go where there's going to be cool stuff, and who makes the cool stuff? The developers. I'm really interested to see this new Cyanogen Mod App Store. I think that's going to be really cool. And there's a lot of potential there, I believe. Yeah, no, I agree. It could be really cool. So, all right. Uh, what else should we um, talk should about? We do. A, we, we could wrap. I mean, we could just do our, our app picks and wrap it up. Yeah. I, I mean, there's not a. It's been kind of a slow week, Trandor. Yeah. You know, there's not a whole lot out. So, all right. I think everybody kind of did their thing at CES. You know, right. I think they they saved their efforts for there. Well, yeah, and then of, uh, and then they're waiting well, for the Mobile World Congress. So there's really nothing coming. I mean, it's either the CS or that. Then this in between period is just kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. What? What, Joey? Speaking of speaking of Mobile World Congress and CES, is it my imagination, probably, yes. uh, or is it that there is generally a less a lowering of interest from manufacturers in all of these different uh, uh, big trade shows? Maybe we're going to see that that. That that trend of having a big show is going to go away. It's because they have to take money away from that and pay their lawyers because they're getting sued by Apple. No, I think I think Joy, I think you're exactly right. Um, except, I think that the trade shows are still going to serve the purpose to release and get press for their low, lower end or sort of non, you know, super phone. Um, 
phones <laughs> uh, where they released, you know, like the the mid tier hundred hundred dollar, maybe even one fifty hundred dollar phones that can't get pressed by themselves, and then they will start going to this Apple like their own press conferences where they release their super phone once a year and try to jump up press around it. But that, but that, but like their their iteration of tablets and things like that. Those will still come out, I think, at these shows. They need them because it's a place for the press to gather when they can't draw press with a random tablet, you know. When they can't just post something on Twitter and get a flash mob going on. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, the Galaxy S3 launch, like, any tech magazine will fly out for that. You know what I mean? Like, they'll still, anywhere in the country, it'll probably be New York, but, um, you know, any tech company that gets an invitation will fly, will fly people out to cover that. Because it's, it's worth it, you know what I mean? But they're not going to fly someone out to cover the Galaxy Tab you know, 11.7 and the Galaxy Tab 12.3 or something. <laughs> Good call. Jeremy? Are we doing apps? I just what are we doing? To, I just I'm wanted confused. To, I just wanted to say your name. Jeremy. Oh. Yeah, let's do apps. Jeremy, do your app. A lot of people say that. All right. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I'm not flowing tonight, man. You know, we just, we're all broken up. It's okay. It's um, okay. So my app is maybe on the surface kind of lame. It's the CNN Money app, <laughs> but you know I'm not a big investor or anything. I've got my IRA, which has a pathetic amount of money, and if I were to retire at any point in the next ten years, I'd be dead. But what's great about this is it brings a lot of different information together in a what I consider to be a quick to digest form. You can kind of scan through. A number of different sections, you know, here are the stocks that did really well today, the ones that did really poorly. Here's what's going on in the world markets. And in five minutes, you can know what the global economy is doing, you know, if you like to keep your, your thumb on the pulse of that sort of thing. So that's it. Well, that's pretty It's cool. free. Joey? Well, we have delved into another one of my kind of odd apps this week. Uh, this one, you, you might remember one of my one. very first app picks was Candle Free, where you could put a, a large animated candle on your oh yeah on your was, device. How could we not? That was a classic. Well, I'm gonna get, uh, play the sound effect from this new one for you, Kitty, and you you see if you can tell me what it is. Oh, that sounds familiar. Um, uh, I know what that is. Uh, it's a Zippo app. Nope. Um, it's called Lighter Free. Okay. By the Zippo. same people that brought you Candle Free. And yes, it is a large mechanical flip-top lighter, which you can open a and Zippo. light and then... That's exactly what I said. A Zippo. Close, and then open, and then light. And then close, and then open. All right, and that'll conclude <laughs> this week's edition of Useless Apps You'll Never Open Again. Oh my God, no! But seriously, it's awesome because you can bring it into a concert. You can have a lighter, <laughs> and your heart and your uh, and your arm will never get hot. That is pretty awesome. You have a problem holding a lighter for an extended period of time? Maybe. Yes. <laughs> I don't believe that's true. I have issues. I believe that's true. Yeah, Seth, what's your app? Is um, called Gravelux. It's again. I'm you know everyone knows me as the Amazon app of the day guy. 
So um, it was maybe two days ago, and it it's kind of a strange app. I don't think I'd pay one ninety nine for it, which is what it is in the market. But it's still kind of fun for free. You you put your finger on. That's really hard to describe. It's just sort of like a time wasting thing. And then like it's got like a thousand little balls on the screen, and then it, like they follow your finger into fun patterns, and you change colors, and hmm. it's sort of like an artistic gravelux, huh? Yeah, it's kind of like an artistic, I don't know, fun little time waster where you can sort of like enjoy watching the screen do weird things around your finger. I, I don't know, with balls and changing colors. You don't sound and very... All sorts of interesting patterns and... You don't sound very confident in your app pick, Seth. Are we no, running like out it. of... I like it. It was fun. I just don't think I'd pay two bucks for it. It's definitely worth for free to waste 20 minutes on it. So maybe not 20, 10 minutes. And sort of... Or if you had, a, if you had like a young child maybe that's it'd be kind of fun for them to play with i think so anyways i liked it it's gonna be such an amazing wake-up call when we're all old and on our deathbeds wishing we had just 20 more minutes you know just like goodness <laughs> if Why only did I do that if only. hey matt i just i also just saw that um google wallet's now available for the nexus on, google on, wallet's on always been a bit well this is officially right Right, right, right. Because you, you could always get, you could side a little before. But now it's yeah, like, you could. I I have a a conflict of side loading apps that deal with my money. <laughs> Just uh, call me crazy, yeah. but call me. Paranoid. Now it's official, so you can nice. You can download that for the Nexus. I'm gonna I'm gonna try that out. I am a fan of that kind of stuff. I mean, the the easier you can make it to spend my money, I'm all about it. That's great. So, yeah, although although we're probably not gonna have it in Montana. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get LTE before the they're on 6G or whatever. All right. Well, is that everybody? Is it my turn? Is that it? Sure. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, I'm. This one's uh something I just started using like uh, a few days ago on my tablet. I have a massive, massive ebook collection, but they're all like PDFs and. Uh, mobies and dot txt file it, like it's a a myriad of just random ebooks you know so i was looking for something because i was like holy cow i now have a tablet it just hit me that oh this is maybe my new reader because i don't have a kindle i don't have any of that stuff so uh i found a cool app called cool reader for android and we we always put links to the the app picks in the show notes on attack of the androids.com you guys can see those uh and basically this is a really nice e-reader i like it a lot i like it a whole lot uh, it supports EPUB, non-DRM, FB2, DOC, TXT, RTF, HTML, CHM, TCR, PDB, PRC, MOBI, uh, PML formats. So, if if you want a good non-DRM uh, reader, uh, it's free in the market. Uh, it's called Cool Reader. So, peep game. Word. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Hey, you got anything? What you What you been writing lately, Jeremy? Um, Plug. I just had a post go up at Groovy on uh, what was it? Super anti spyware and ah, how yeah, it yeah. Probably deserves a second look for most people because yeah. it actually is not as cheesy as the name implies. No, no, no. Um, that looked good. And uh, a piece went up actually during the show over at a new domain on Night Night 
And if uh, any of you have Windows computers and don't know what Ninite is, N-I-N-I-T-E dot com, you need to check it out because it will make your life better. And I promise. And it's free. Never heard of it. Check it out. Check it out. Cool stuff. Anewdomain.net, groovypost.com. Check out all of our our work. Uh, Joey, what what have you been writing lately? Um, Actually, I've been uh, dealing with a lot of personal and professional issues. I've been writing much. Uh, I am, however, on uh, queue this weekend to do the weekend wrap-up for GroovyPost.com. Cool. Uh, so you guys can check out that. It's a nice little week summary. Um, take a look at it and find out what we think is most important apps or articles of the week. Very cool, very cool. Seth, what have you been writing lately? Call my dissertation. Ah, how, <laughs> how's that going, man? You, you almost done? You need some help? You need an editor? <laughs> uh, probably in about another year. You need I'm an atheist heathen editor to... Yeah, right. No, I've <laughs> been... Um, Can we I, call I, it your I, Jesus piece? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I... Oh, my I'm, God. Put a fork I've actually in it. been preparing to teach a class next quarter. So I've been writing a lot about teaching and grading rubrics and syllabus, syllabi and all sorts of fun things. So. Well, hey, maybe when you're done with that, you'll be ready to take me to school. <laughs> Very Bazinga <exciting>. B- <laughs> or something. <laughs> all right. Uh yeah, check out all our stuff. Uh me and Joey do a show on Tuesdays, bufferoverflowshow.com, uh attack of the androids.com. We record this every Thursday. Um check out the sites, groovypost.com, a new domain.net, of course. We have a Twitter, twitter.com slash AOTA radio, Facebook.com, search for Attack of the Androids, and encircle us on google plus we enjoy the conversation on and off the show so you can we're all pretty much reachable uh you can just find us on the internet please do us a favor subscribe in itunes and write us a lovely little review we really appreciate that and uh yeah keep an eye on uh on groovypost.com and attacktheandroids.com and we'll have conversations thank you gents and we'll see you next week bye-bye it's You've been listening to Attack of the Androids. Check us out online at attackoftheandroids.com.